What's up and hello you guys! Welcome to the first official episode of this podcast. Yes, now this podcast already has an official name. Like it's quite obvious since you guys clicked here and has already seen the name since the first podcast that I did. But yeah, now that I decided that this podcast will be No One Will Listen To This Podcast. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's wrong. Um, welcome to... <laughs> I'm so not used to it, you guys. Wait, let me just... Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast that no one will listen to. Yes, that is the correct name of this podcast. I am sorry. I'm still not used to it. And it's quite fucking long, isn't it? But... Who fucking cares, right? It's a catchy name for me. I actually googled it. <clears throat> I actually googled the name of this podcast. Um, and this website deemed my um, podcast name as 60% interesting. So I think that's kind of something, right? Like it's, it's um, Google search worthy. You know, it's unique. So yeah, no one come for my podcast name all right just please don't anyways i just want to thank you guys for still tuning in to the second episode or the first official one like i said because apparently i have got a lot of overwhelming comments from the first episode of this podcast again sorry i mean the pilot episode for this podcast and some of you have um, sent me suggestions on what I should talk about on the next episode and I'm currently like planning them you know just taking notes on what um, I could be talking about and stuff but for this one episode for the first episode I kind of want to talk about something that I'm already quite familiar with and actually last september i wrote an article about comfort character right and i wrote it in my native language in bahasa indonesia and i received a lot of positive feedback which thank you so much um and now i kind of want to make a podcast about it because i feel like you guys are quite familiar with the term comfort characters and also apparently when i released the article people are like can you translate it to english so we can read it and i'm I'm like yeah okay sure i'm gonna translate it later and i never got around to it um it's the procrastination in me you know and like a lot of schoolwork stuff like that no actually college work because i'm a college kid Uh uh-huh yeah a lot of um people have decided that apparently when you are over 20 and you're still on twitter you are classified as a fucking hack i don't know why why do you hate 20 year olds so much (laughs) anyway we're not here to talk about that we're here to talk about comfort characters so on my article i try to find an actual legit official definition of comfort characters right but i couldn't find it Like, I couldn't find it on Wikipedia or, like, dictionary. There's no such thing as comfort characters. And I had to find it on Urban Dictionary, like, the definition of comfort character. I either found it from um, Urban Dictionary or Tumblr, 
which says quite a lot about this term itself, right? Like, um, I realized that comfort character is basically kind of like an internet-made term. So maybe that's why I couldn't find it on Wikipedia and stuff. And <clears throat> even though we use this term a lot, it's not actually um, widely discussed. You know. So when I was writing my article, I had to use the Urban Dictionary definition of comfort character, which is this: a comfort character is when a character, which can be from a TV show, game, book, etc., makes you feel safe and happy when you're upset, said, sad, <laughs> when you're upset, sad, down, etc. So that is the simplest, and I think it's quite a good explanation of what comfort character is, right? But I feel like that definition is kind of like too practical. I think that's the word, or just like too theoretical. The- theoretical, you know, it's just so theory-like. Fuck, I can't speak. So I kind of have my own definition of comfort character. I feel like before I knew that the term comfort character exists, that's this is how how I feel like whenever I talk about said comfort characters. You know, for me it's kind of pretty self-explanatory. I just find immense comfort in like in a few characters, whether they're from the series that I watch or the books that I read. You know, like I could be feeling super fucking sad or just not feeling the greatest at the moment. You know, and I'd look at my comfort character. Let let's take an example. Like I'm feeling really down, right? And then I would go on Twitter or maybe open up my EPUB app, and I would just like look at fan arts of Shilian from TGCF, my baby, and I'd feel all cheered up. You know, I feel like. That's how I feel like when I see my comfort characters. Like, obviously, they wouldn't make my problems go away. Of course, they can't do that. They're fictional characters, <laughs> but they do give me a little bit of an escape. I think, like, they're my breather. You know, whenever I feel like I'm having such a bad day, I will go on Twitter and, like, like I said, I would just find a fan art of Shilian. Let's say. And I would feel like fuck. This is my serotonin. This, they just give me serotonin boost. I feel like that's quite a widely used term, but yeah, I get this warm thing, you know, whenever I think or maybe read or see them, you know, like your chest feels all tight and shit, you know, and you're left kind of breathless after it. I feel like that's the relief I get whenever I can finally, you know, escape from reality or my real life. You know, when I can just lay in my bed and then I open up Twitter and see fan arts, or maybe I open up archive of our own and read fix about my char- my favorite characters, my comfort characters. You know, I mean, they give me such comfort. So the name of this term is pretty fucking self-explanatory for me, and that's the definition that I'm going by whenever I talk about comfort characters. Just basically a bunch of, or maybe even one character that makes me feel so relieved, 
you know like whenever i see them i just get this sort of oh, fuck you know i feel so comforted just by looking at them so yeah maybe you guys have another definition of of comfort characters because i think for everyone it's kind of different right maybe they're just merely your favorite characters that you um relate a lot or maybe you're kind of like you depend on them to feel happy or or to just relieve your stress you know for everyone maybe it's different but for me it's that they just bring me comfort like the feeling when you're finally able to lay in your bed and like cover yourself with thick blankets you know you feel warm and you feel safe and kind of like protected inside that burrito of blankets you know i just feel like that's how i feel like whenever i talk or see my comfort characters that is a very long way to describe comfort characters <laughs> And you know what? I'm going to give you guys a challenge. Please count how many times I said comfort character in this podcast. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot. So, talking about comfort characters. There you go. Another one. Who are my favorite characters? I feel like I have not a lot. I I have a lot of favorite characters, but they're not my comfort characters. So, what is the difference? So before we get to who my comfort characters are, let's talk about the difference between favorite and comfort characters. I feel like I feel like they may be kind of similar, you know. Basically, you feel so much for these characters, right? But I think to put it simply is that when you feel comforted, comforted by a character they are your favorite characters from your favorite movie or book or game etc right so i feel like um comfort characters are definitely your favorite characters but comfort characters aren't necessarily wait i think i'm saying it wrong wait let me try again i feel like Favorite characters, your favorite characters, they might not be your comfort characters. But your comfort characters are definitely your favorite characters. Why? Because you see them more, you know, you feel them more. So definitely they're your favorites. You know, I feel like that there's a difference from comfort and favorite characters. Like you just feel and relate to much more to your comfort characters, you know? So I think that's the difference between them. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's talk about or let me talk about my favorite or my comfort characters in this case. And I don't have a lot of them, you know, and um I feel like you don't really need like a long list of comfort characters. Maybe you can, but for me personally, I only find absolute and immense comfort in a few characters from each of the things that I watch or I read, you know? And these people are <laughs> There's actually only four people on my list right now. Um and the first one is Tiny Tipicorn from Together. If you guys haven't watched the series, basically he's just 
a law student. He's a law student who is just kind of he's a hopeless romantic, you know. And he basically got a love letter from his fan and he needed to get away from that fan because because I remember why. I remember why actually. But basically he needed to find a fake boyfriend and he found this guy, a footballer. His name is Sarawat and they kind of started fake dating and stuff. And which is my favorite trope, trope basically. I love fake dating so much. And I find comfort in him because I just kind of relate to him. I guess first of all he's bisexual right and this is the first time I ever said it out loud in front of um such a public space where I don't really know who's listening to me right now but yeah I'm bisexual as well and um I love watching him realize that throughout the whole series and there's just no big or dramatic kind of like oh my fucking god I'm bisexual what do I do oh my god how do I come out there's no that you know he just he just he just accepts himself and i find such comfort in that and it's such a relief to see that in mainstream media because we just need that to be more normalized you know just you realizing your sexuality and and stuff and i i just think times pretty chill basically and but at the same time he's also he's got this insecurity thing inside him that we see a lot at the end of uh together season 1 you know and i don't know i just i feel like i relate to him so much and whenever i see him i just find a lot of comfort and i just I feel so comforted just looking at him and that is my first comfort character And the second one is Eleanor Shellstrop from The Good Place. I talk about this series a lot, especially with my IRLs because I don't know, I just relate so much to Eleanor, you know? She's such an annoying person. <laughs> This was before she died, okay? And it's not a major spoiler by the way, you guys. The 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 series is just really good and you guys have to watch that right now. It's available on Netflix. And I find a lot of comfort in her because she's just unapologetically herself, you know. She knows she's annoying. She owns that. And she knows that she's smart and she's sarcastic and I feel like that's her um kind of like coping mechanism, I think. And also um I feel like she is just someone who has so much self-awareness, you know. She knows who she is and she knows what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do. And throughout the series, I just love seeing her grow into a much more kinder um person, but it was done in such a real- realistic way because I feel like you can't really change 180 degree, you know. there must be some part of you that will always stick by you and uh, she just she's just so realistic you know like she's the hero in the story but it's also done realistically she doesn't magically turn into someone who's so fucking nice she's just eleanor shellstrop who is apparently a much better version of herself which is basically what the story is about kind of like finding the true and best version of yourself 
and I don't know, she's just so beautiful. I love her character so much, and whenever I watch her, I feel like, fuck, I love her so much, and she's just so amusing, and watching her was one of the biggest entertainment <laughs> of 2020 for me. Yeah. And um, the next ones, I said ones because there are two, fav- uh, two comfort characters from this specific series and my mutuals might have already guessed it. And you're right, they are Shilian and Fengshin from TGCF. Yes, not surprised, are you? Anyway, I don't know. At first, I always find the biggest comfort from Shilian, right? And it's for obvious reasons. He's just so kind and so patient. And he's the type to really accept someone for who they are. You know, like, Shilian wouldn't judge you if you'd like to eat things off the floor. He really wouldn't. He actually would very much understand you. Like, I feel like he's the type of person that you can go to and tell uh, Like, you, you can just tell him anything. Like, the weirdest or like the, 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 the most absurd thing about yourself. And he's gonna be like, whoa, that's really fucking cool. You know, keep doing that shit. You do you. And I love that so much about him. I mean, I also love Shilian's morals, you know. Throughout the novel, we see him, like, we see him change. Basically, he doesn't have, like, one strict moral. At first, like, in the beginning of the novel, or maybe, like, the, the, the flashback, you know, the book two, you see him as someone who just wants justice. But at the same time, he knows that it's not always possible and things don't always go to plan. And we see him change his morals again, you know. I just think that he's a pretty much a person who's very realistic. And even though he's a god, he's still very much relatable, you know. Like, when you when we talk about gods, we must think of, like, like a lot, a, a big worth of, like, fortune and luck and everything. And Shilin just doesn't have that. And... It's not like he curses himself for it. Not like he hates himself for like being the unluckiest person in the world. But we see him grow and like accept his destiny or some shit. And I just I don't know, there's something about Shilian that makes me feel so safe and comforted, you know? And that's Shilian for you. Um, and then we go and then we talk about Fengshin, right? Fengshin is just, oh god, god, I said that I want to dedicate an episode for Fengshin only, but I don't know, I just really fucking love him, maybe I have a loyalty kink or something, but he is loyal to a fault to people that he cares about, and we see so many proofs of that, he is willing to do anything for Shilian, right? And we see that in, in book two or book, book, book four, I think. We see that. We witnessed him like ready to throw everything for Shilian, you know? And 
it took Shilian literally forcing Fengxian to go away for him to finally, you know what, fine, I'm gonna go. Because this is what he wanted, right? But like, even after that, it's not like he never tried to find Shilian again, you know? In my head, at least, I headcanon him. You know, people are saying like, he's always so busy in the mortal realm and like, I think he's just looking for Shilian, you know? He tries to find Chilean and make things right. So that's when we see them meeting each other again 800 years later. You, you see Fengxian's face and he's just like, fuck. Finally, I found you. And he dropped everything just to turn himself in, into a clone and help Chilean. Because, you know why? Because he, he's just loyal like that. He doesn't have to do that. He can just talk to Shilian and apologize if he ever does feel guilty. But no, he's just loyal to Shilian. And basically anyone he cares about. That's also what happened to Jianlan, right? When when he met her again in book three or book book three, I think. He was also ready to just drop everything to take care of Jianlan and Zhuo Chuo, you know? Like, I just I don't know. And then we talk about Fengxian and Mushing, you know, like, God. I know that it's described in the book that, that they hate each other's guts, but deep down inside, we all know that they care about each other, you know? And that's another thing to talk about because then we're, we're gonna talk about ships. I think I'm gonna make another episode for that. But yeah, basically, I just. I just love Shilin and Fengxian so much, you know? I don't feel like I I wanna be them or anything, but like whenever I see them or or I read them, I feel like they would protect me kind of. Like I'd be safe with them and like they love me for who I am and won't judge me for it. Like they for sure would respect me. And I feel like I just need that kind of people in my life, you know? I just, I feel like I could vent to them about the shits that's happening in my life, in my real life, and they would be like, yeah, yeah, you know, here's my advice and stuff like that. And maybe that's why I find comfort in them because I feel, I feel like they protect me and I love that. <laughs> so that leads us to another conversation why do we feel comforted with the characters that we see in a tv series or movies or that we read in a novel or play in a game you know because i see a lot of my mutuals like find so much comfort in genshin impact characters you know so why do we feel comforted by them and i talked about this in my article, um, I just feel like they feel like home, you know? Those comfort characters, they feel like home. They give us comfort and warmth that no other place could give. And like I mentioned earlier, it's like laying on a bed full of fluffy bed sheets and comforters and blankets and soft pillows, you know? That's how you feel like whenever you see your comfort characters, I feel. And also, why we feel comforted uh, with them? Maybe because they also give good representation, you know? Like, they give us um, good representation of what we're going through in real life. 
And I also mentioned this in my article, but when one's problems or when someone's problems and struggles are being healthily represented or uh, this is well represented represented in the mainstream media that they consume, they're gonna feel less alone, less lonely, and like they're gonna feel like, oh, fuck apparently someone is going through the same thing as i am you know like uh, maybe someone who's uh dealing with their sexuality you know for me myself i watched uh, oh i forgot to add centena lopez as one of my favorite characters and my comfort character as well um basically i remember growing up watching glee right and I was never like struggling with my sexuality or whatever. I just kind of knew that I find both women and men equally attractive. But watching Santana Lopez um, kind of grow into her sexuality and like accepting it, etc., I feel like shit. That is what I'm going through. You know, that's what I'm feeling. And I feel like that's also why we feel comfortable with the characters that. Uh, we see you know because they just give good representation of what we're feeling you know they're gonna feel they make us feel lonely and like okay shit someone's going through the same thing as i am and therefore they feel so comforted by said characters i mean like fictional characters struggles are usually a projection of like how the society looks and works like anyways right you know I just, maybe those are the reason why we feel comforted by them. But here's the funny thing. Um, Comfort characters aren't always the protagonists, you know? Like, you may see that a lot of people actually find comfort in villains too. Like, maybe you hear this word a lot. You hear this word a lot, especially on Twitter, you know? Like, insert character apologists. So let's just pretend, let's just take a villain, for example. Let's take um, Shirong from TGCF. I used TGCF as an example too much. Um, But yeah, let's take him. He's described as sort of a villain, right? Like, he's a villain, okay? He's a villain. And if you scroll through Twitter, you'll definitely find some Shirong apologists there. Hell, you know what? I might even consider myself one. And the reason for this is that because they find comfort in him. For whatever reason, they may have their own reasons in finding comfort in a villain, you know? And that's completely fucking fine and valid. Because here's the thing about comfort characters. Even if you do find comfort in them, it doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with all of their decisions or follow their moral beliefs. You just... That's the thing about comfort characters. You just find comfort in them. You know, you feel like maybe if 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 I find comfort in Shirong, let's say, I feel like he can just protect me with his, you know, with he can protect me. Let's just say that. But it's different for everybody, and you can't fault someone for choosing this character or that character as their comfort characters because again it doesn't always represent how they are in real life and especially not what they believe in you know because at the end of the day it is they are fictional characters you know but another funny thing is 
I talked about this before I wrote my article, right? I talked about comfort characters to a few of my friends in real life. And when I described the comf- uh, the concept of comfort characters to them, they were like, oh, so you're like in love with a person that's not like even real? And like, it's kind of funny to me because while I am fucking in love with Feng Shen and I would love for him to get down on one knee and ask me to marry him, I think we shouldn't mistake comfort for attraction, you know? Because sometimes we don't necessarily want a, a relationship with our comfort characters, except <coughs> for Feng Shen, you know, hit me up anytime. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> we just feel so connected, you know, just don't mistake it for attraction. Sometimes we feel so connected with the characters that um, we feel like we just wish we were their bestie, you know, like, can you imagine? Like me, like I for one would like to be friends with Shilian just so that like I can try to lighten his burden. And I can also vent about what a terrible day I've had, you know? And maybe this is also why we sometimes feel so much empathy towards like our comfort characters. Hence why the insert characters apologists are here, you know? Because we feel so much for those characters and we find comfort in them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we want them to become a person that's real and marry them. Again, I want Fengshin to marry me. Uh, okay. But that's not the point. The point is that comfort characters don't mean that we are romantically attracted to them. Maybe it's even toxic to think so. You know, that you just assume that you're romantically attracted to anyone that you see on the internet. I don't know, for me it's kind of weird for them to think like that. But then I explained what comfort characters mean, and they were like, Oh yeah, 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 I find char- uh, I find comfort in blah 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 characters from blah blah blah. And we, it was a conversation starter, you know. So yeah, I was glad to talk about it with my IRLs. So, and then we're gonna talk about like why we should have comfort characters in any of the things that you consume well to simply put it um to simply put it what the hell is that well simply put like if you had a comfort characters i don't know i feel like you just you can have someone who can provide like a sense of comfort and security you know kind of like having another member of family or maybe a new bestie that can give you a sense of comfort or they can be your punch back your punching back maybe even if you feel like it whenever you feel sad or you feel terrible you know like even though you can't make direct contact with them like literally talk to them you can always go home to your comfort characters you know and what can you do to do that what can you do to do that and how do you do it how do you go home to your comfort characters it's quite easy you know you can just read 
um, some fics about them, which I do quite a lot. To be honest, I camp in the TGCF tag on Archive of Our Own for too long. Like, I think I need help. <laughs> but anyways, like, you can relieve your favorite moments with them. Like, let's say, let's say that you can read, reread the novel, you know, fall in love with the characters all over again. You can rewatch your favorite series. You can reset your game and play from the very beginning, which I don't recommend for Genshin Impact players because I myself have not been able to go past level 10. And if I had to reset my game, I would probably much lose my mind. Um, anyways, yeah. There's a lot of ways that you can relieve your favorite moments with your favorite characters. And that way, maybe it'll bring you some form of comfort whenever you feel like you need them, you know? Because that's the thing with comfort characters. Since they can't really go anywhere, they'll always be there, ready to welcome you home. And yeah, I just read that from my article. Uh-huh, I made that sentence, but I read that from my article again. And yeah, I feel like it's been a long talk. It's been 30 minutes of me talking about comfort characters and what they mean to me and what they can mean to you. So that leads to my final question for you guys. Not that I've asked any during this whole podcast, but <laughs> maybe you can um, leave down your comfort characters and why you feel comforted by them or why they're your comfort characters because i honestly love listening or reading your thoughts about why you feel comforted by a certain character you know and i feel like if you guys have your own thoughts on what a conversation what what the hell am I saying? It's been 30 minutes, you guys. What a comfort character is. You can absolutely hit me up on my direct message on Twitter. It's Fengxin. F-E-N-G-X-J-N. There you go. I managed to spell it without, you know. I managed to spell it correctly. Let's just leave it at that. Anyways, again, everything that I said here are mostly my personal opinions. And like maybe I get the definition of comfort characters wrong or you have your own thoughts about it. Please, please, please. Like I said, do leave me a DM. I would love to hear your thoughts about it. And yeah, I think that is it for this week's or this episode. Um, if I keep on rambling, I'm just gonna keep on talking for another hour or so. So let's just end it right here. Again, I want to thank you so much for listening until the very end of this podcast. And I hope you liked it, you know? And I'll see you guys on the next one, I guess. And on that note, Ilsa is signing out. Bye!